Okay, so like one thing that people ask us around the reductor's office is how do I become a better feminist than everybody else? Yeah, I mean, like, I've honestly been wondering about that for a while. Well, that's why Reductors has a new book called How, how to Win at Feminism, the, the Definitive, Definitive Guide to Having It All and, and Then Some. Everybody at Reductress is winning at feminism. Yeah, like literally even our office dog is a feminist now and it's because she read our book. But I want to get real for a second, mm. listeners, because we know you love Reductress and this book is the most reductressy thing we've done yet. Yeah, like if you can believe it, it's even more reductress than this reductress podcast. Like if you can believe it, it's crazy, but it's true. I'm just so excited to put this book on my coffee table or give it to my friends who really need it. Yeah, like I'm actually giving it to myself. Because I deserve it. Aww. Yeah. So if you want to support Reductress, pre-order that book on Amazon today. I heard it's like five bucks off the list price. Mm, are you sure it's not just written on the script right here? Oh, right. There it is. Yeah. Anyway, you can order How to Win at Feminism on Amazon right now to save money and get it delivered right to your door on October 25th. Yeah, you'll be the first to get our book, which is crazy. It's crazy. So get over to Amazon or any other online bookseller and type in How to Win at Feminism. Then get that book. Yeah, got it. Get it. Got it, girl. Get it. Open wide, it's mouth time with Reductress. I'm Quinn. And I'm Zakona. And we're just two girls. Who share what our heads are thinking. By moving our mouths. Ooh. Thank you. On today's episode, here is what we'll be mouthing about. We share some of our fave self-care strategies. Plus, I have like a super special announcement. And we tell you the best wines to pair with your shitty attitude. Then we welcome our special guest, Faye Craig. We're editors of Reductress, the only source for women's style, news, entertainment, life advice, inspiration, and uh, I don't know, caves? Ooh, caves. Yeah, get in there. Okay, Dakota, so before we start the show, I think a congratulations are in order. So we just want to say congratulations, Dakota. Thank you. Yes, that's me. So in case you missed it, which I don't know how you could, I had a tweet go viral this week. Honestly, you're my hero. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, but yes. Okay. Yeah. But kind of kidding. Okay. Anyway, Twitter is usually like super hard for me because I always use too many characters spelling the word so with 65 O's. Well, why don't you spell it with just one O? Well, because then people wouldn't know what I mean. So. That actually does have a stronger impact. Yeah, I know. Okay, so tell everyone about your amazing, super witty, awesome tweet. Okay. So it was just a bunch of balloons. I made you say it because honestly, even the idea of balloons makes me shake. Isn't it just crazy? Like, I love balloons. Nah. Oh, wow. are you shuddering at the at the sound of the word balloons? Balloons, balloons, balloons. So, like, obviously, once my tweet went viral, I just like got a book deal. That makes sense. Yeah. Once I got a book deal, when a book agent saw me sneeze. Oh my god, me too. So weird. Wait, so this is your second book deal? What was what was your first book? Oh, well, my first book was called A Sneeze a Day. Is a sneeze okay? What about you? Oh, mine was called 
Through the nose and out the nose. A sneeze knows nothing, I suppose. Is that a kid's look? No. Way. It sounds like a beautiful, like a doctor says. It was literally a medical textbook. Oh. I didn't write it. I had someone come in and help. Oh. He wasn't a doctor, but he said he was going to be one day. Like a ghostwriter? But he's like 85, so I'm like, you have to go to school soon. Yeah, because I heard that medical school takes like Two six years. months. Oh. Oh, wow. That's a long time. More than I thought. Um, so, yeah, like my first book was about sneezing and about like how I always like sneeze every day. Every day. Yeah. I like sneeze all the time. It's like a thing well, about me. I actually say like to say something about that, which is through the nose, <laughs> out, out the, the nose. nose, a sneeze knows nothing, I suppose. I really think that that should be a picture book. Like I, my, I can't even understand where you're coming from on that. I mean, like my book did have pictures but well, they had like diagrams like medical diagrams mm-hmm. so then my second book which is about to come out is inspired by my twitter and it's just like based on this photo that i took of a bunch of balloons that i saw on the street and i saw them and i was like this is crazy so i took the picture i put it on twitter Went viral. It went viral. I put a caption that that said, Oh, I got balloons. And then all these people started commenting. They were like, Oh, my God. Balloons. See, it's universal. That's why it's going to be such a good book. Yeah. Because everyone can read. Exactly. Especially if it's just a picture. People, all, all people can read pictures. Our super exciting theme this week is self-care. Self-care is great because as women, we're actually taught to care about everyone else, but never ourselves. But we love ourselves. And everybody needs to practice self-care in their own unique way. For example, I like to self-care by soaking in a bubble bath until people start worrying about me. Right. And I self-care by finding everything that doesn't bring me joy and throwing it out and just buying all new shit. I felt a little self-care wash over me just now, just like thinking about that. Um, Miss Seltzer's thought, can we get the sex interns to like throw these out and get a fresh seltzer? Mm, yeah, can we get some fresh sex seltzer? See, that was self-care. Self-care. Sex seltzer self-care. I love sex. Say that once. So, so, so sad. I can't. Okay, let's talk about how we self-care. Okay. I self-care... Well, okay, like when I receive constructive criticism, yeah. I just yell, stop. And that's really good self-care. Yeah, that's amazing self-care. Yeah. Um, I like to self-care by like, I like to take a bunch of selfies and then send them p- to people in Idaho. They need it. Yeah, it's like charity. They, they actually it. don't have selfies. Yeah, they don't have selfies there. They just have potatoes. Mm, potatoes. I love potatoes, but... I don't eat them because they're mostly water. Mm. I self-care by filling a vision board with people I admire and then placing pictures of me over those pictures of people. Mm, Amazing. I sometimes self-care by just sitting in the bathroom at work and like taking a little nap. I've noticed. Thank you. Sometimes I just glow. Oh, yeah, you do glow. Thank you. Sometimes I find stray cats and I'm like, you're weird. That's a good way of self-care. Yeah, it makes me feel really good. Sometimes I tell someone they better shape up. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, they'll say something and I'll just be like, you better shape up. And then they're they're like, hmm. And I'm like, you heard me. 
So that makes me feel a lot better. That makes me feel better too. I'm saying, you are safer because I need a man and my heart is sad on you. Did you write that? Yeah. So sometimes I just like punch other people in the face, but like not in a mean way. Not in a mean way. Yeah, like I do it in a nice way. That's amazing. Like I, I punch them awake if they're asleep. Honestly, if someone did that, I would call the police. Anyway, one thing I've noticed about self-care is that it's like really different from what our moms used to do to treat themselves. Yeah, like my mom self-cared by doing things for me. Yeah, that's like selfless care. Yeah, something like that. And like my great grandmama self-cared by trying to get the right to vote. Oh my God, what? Yeah, she made all these like big self-caring protest signs, but she's always getting attacked for holding them. So in the end, she just decided to put bombs in mailboxes. Girls did some weird stuff to self-care back then. Yeah, some of them would be like, um, I'm self-caring by wearing aprons. And I would be like, are you sure? Yeah, like I'm self-caring by wearing a hat and a wig. Yeah, that's messed up. I hate it. I also think like part of taking care of yourself is sometimes saying it's time for some self I don't care. Yeah. Like when I go to an EDM show, like do I even respect myself anymore? I I think that self I don't care is necessary and important. Yeah. Like sometimes Chad is saying, You're hurting me. And I'm like, you know what? It would take a lot of work to stop doing what I'm doing. So I just have to step back and say, I don't care. Yeah, and like sometimes the people who like live in the same building as me get mad because they run the water until it floods their apartments. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. Sometimes I bring my horse into the lobby and then the lobby people are like, um, what? And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me sometimes, you know how I have four little dogs? Yeah, they're so little. Sometimes I bring all four of my little dogs like into a restaurant and I let them sit in other people's laps without asking them first and they get mad and I'm like I don't care amazing yeah I, it is really amazing I love my four little dogs honestly I just think you're really good at self care no like you're really good at self care no, no you're really good at self care no, you're really, really, you're really, really good, good at self care you know what we're, we're really, really good, good at self care Okay, if you really like this podcast, guess what? There's something you can do to help us out. What? Yeah, you can literally go on your phone or on your computer or on your tabla and you can go to patreon.com slash reductress and set up a monthly donation so that we can help keep this podcast going. Yeah, like literally for as little as $5, you can get exclusive bonus content. Yeah, for $25 a month, you get reductress stickers and a shout out. And for $50 a month, you get a personalized horoscope and a tote. We like cannot stress this enough. Your help is literally like why we can keep doing this amazing podcast. Literally. literally. So support this podcast and go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash reductress. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now it's time for our most segment, The Mouthwash, where we take one of our favorite Reductress articles and use them as a spoon because we don't have a spoon right now. 
This week, we'll be washing out our mouths with the best wines to pair with your shitty attitude by Jasmine Pierce. Because it's impossible to sip a glass of wine without letting some of your shitty fucking attitude, right? It's actually never been done. I really feel like I needed this because like, okay, maybe it's just me, but I have a very bad attitude and wine doesn't fix any of it, but I drink it anyway. What's your favorite wine to pair with your shitty-ass attitude? Mm, probably rose. I think it's rose rosé. No, rose wine. You keep it under a glass dome in a beast's haunted castle and you don't open the bottle until the final petal drops. Oh, sounds expensive. It actually is, but it pairs so smoothly with the salty, salty taste of my shitty attitude when Chab does or doesn't text me back. Aw, that's love. I so wish I had what you guys have. Anyway, my favorite place to bring wine to pair with my bad tood is on my annual family trip to Martha's Vineyard. It's like, ugh, mom. That is such a good idea. I just usually bring wine to churches I don't belong to, and I'm like, try this wine. It's so good. Actually, most people don't know this, but churches are like BYOB. You can bring wine anywhere to a place where you have a bad attitude. Yeah, like... Like the doctor. Sometimes I go to the doctor, and I'm like, don't touch me. And then I like drink a glass of wine and I'm like there are no rules here yeah I always bring a bottle of wine to the dentist and they're like we literally can't get into your mouth because you're drinking wine sometimes I like to bring wine to a different wine store and I'm like sue me whoa that is like so badass literally I look I look the owner in the eyes and I go sue me Whoa, you're so cool. I like to bring wine to to an actual courthouse and I bring it into the courthouse and I say so me. I love that. that I is, love that. That's I love good. that. Too. That's, that's good. All right. So it's time for a game that's honestly like the only game I've ever played. And it's called Leave, Leave me, alone. me Alone. Here's how we play. We say all the pet peeves and things that annoy us that we want to leave us alone. Like shopping carts with a wobbly wheel. Yes. Leave me alone. My pet peeve is like accidentally falling down the stairs. It's like, leave Ugh, me yes. alone. No, my pet peeve is people who say their pet peeve is the term pet peeve. Like, yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. You know what else can leave me alone? <laughs> the lost child that's crying because I can't find this mommy. Oh, uh, disgusting. Go find your mommy and don't leave her alone. What about like feelings of unending loneliness? Do you know what I mean? It's like I leave me alone. Actually don't know what that is. Oh. Okay, a horse that isn't majestic? Oh yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> what about like a phone that is still really right even at its lowest brightness? Oh. Honestly? Leave me alone. Quinn, didn't you say that, like, one of your biggest pet peeves is other people speaking for you? Ugh, leave me alone. Oh my God, it's getting so cold in here. Leave, leave us alone. alone. Okay, listeners, let me just level with you. You have a busy life, I have a busy life, and I don't always want to just be getting food on the go. Luckily, with this service, which is called HelloFresh, you can change the way that you eat forever. You get natural, delicious, healthy food sent to you in a box once a week, and it has three, four, or five different meals designed for either two or four people with new recipes created every week. 
Basically, it's amazing. It's got fresh ingredients with the exact quantities needed so there's no food waste. And it's all based on what a full-time registered dietitian says you should be eating. And it's like, um, hello, thank you. Yeah, that sounds like literally amazing. Okay, so I got it for a week and here are the three delish things I made. I made like a honey ginger glazed chicken. What? <laughs> are you like a chef or something? Now I am. I made a duka crusted pork chop. It was good, and I made, oh, a hamburger. <gasps> oh, yeah, I love hamburger. I didn't have it, but I made Chab do it. But I also, like, had a little bite, and it was delish. Basically, it was, like, 30 minutes of work for fresh, delicious food. So we have a special promo code for you to save $35 off your first week of deliveries. You just have to go to HelloFresh.com and enter the code REDUCTRESS when you subscribe. That's all you have to do, $35 off. And before you know it, you're going to have an insulated box of delicious, fresh ingredients delivered to your door just for you. I love promo codes. Exactly. So the promo code is Reductress at HelloFresh.com. That's HelloFresh subscription service. And it's hashtag incredible. Yum, yum, yum. Goodbye. Oh, my G. I am so excited for the guests that we have on today's app. This week's guest is popular TV critic Faye Craig. Faye has been known for continuing to review Frasier even after it's been off the air for 10 years. Thank you for joining us, Faye. It's such a pleasure to be here, honestly. Um, I, I really welcome the opportunity. Oh my gosh, you like, I've never heard you like talk in real life. I just have only ever read your reviews. Yes, uh, the pen is my usual mode of communication, but uh, occasionally I take to the radio like my muse. Oh, is this radio? Kinda. Is I didn't know that this was radio. That's so cool. That's awesome. So wait, who's wait, who's your muse? Well, I spent a good deal of my career reviewing some of the best and brightest uh, shows out there, and uh, one of the star pupils of my uh, uh, repertoire is Fraser Crane of the titular sitcom Fraser. You know, I actually I've never seen it, <laughs> but um, but I love I mean I love what you do online. How did you first get? interested in Frasier. It's more how Frasier became interested in me. Uh, Frasier is a sitcom that was on the air from 1993 to 2004. It's a whopping 11 seasons. Wow. Uh, wow is correct. I, I've seen the entire series uh, between three to 34 times. and a uh, big range. It's a big range. And uh, honestly, it's become part of my lifestyle. Uh, Frasier is a show about a uh, radio psychiatrist in Seattle, Washington, who cares for his elderly father, deals with the, uh, the joys and sorrows of his hoity-toity brother, and a kooky young physical therapist. Wow. Oh my god, I just I just fell asleep. That was so crazy. I just fell so soundly asleep. I was like REM. I entered REM. 
Which is a fascinating topic. Sleep therapy is one of the many topics Fraser covers on the Fraser Crane Show. Insomniacs frequently call in, discussing ways they can't sleep. In fact, famously in a Christmas episode, Fraser is required to do a night shift at KACL. And famously, nighttime kooks call in with their, with their anguishes and woes. I imagine, Dakota, you could do similar. I've never seen Fraser, so I don't know. Maybe. Yes, maybe. Um, wow. So, I mean, like, you clearly love Fraser. Fraser's been off the air, though, for, like, over 10 years. But you, you kind of, you, everything that you do now is against the metric of Fraser. Like, what, what's going on there? Yeah, like, what's that about? Sure. I mean, the metric is Fraser, so it's quite, quite hard to, to, to use a different measuring stick. Wow. I mean, like, I think it's really cool that you're, like, obsessed with TV. And, like, to be honest, like, we're really obsessed with TV at Reductress. Like, we love reality shows. And we love shows that are, like, scripted reality, like, friends. And I guess what I want to know is, like, what do you think of the show Broad City? That's a good reality show. I love that reality show. It's just like about me and my friends in the in the city. Broad City. But oh, is that it's about a is that about a a, a very wide it's a na- city. It's a neighborhood in, in New York. Yeah. Broad City. Broad City. Is a part of And that's of the where city. and okay, so the characters in Broad City are like, What? And they're like, Oh, it's Broad City. And they live in like this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And the characters are like, What? And everyone's like, It's Broad City. And they're like, Huh? And then they look around and they're like, Oh, I live in New York. And then you're watching the TV show and you're like, I wonder if I've ever seen it being filmed on the street because that's me. Wow. It's really cool. I've you know, now that you're talking about it, I realize I've never heard of that concept. It sounds it sounds pretty nutty. You've never seen you never heard of what concept? Um you said something about filmed in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty nuts. Well, like what? A, lot a lot of shows, TV shows are filmed in New, New York, York City. City. Hmm. Is Fraser not filmed in New York City? <laughs> Hilarious question. Frazier's filmed in Los Angeles, California, set in Seattle, Washington, with one actual episode, Frazier Crane Day, filmed in Seattle, Washington, just for kicks for those residents. Now, I was aware of things being mostly filmed in Los Angeles and once filmed in Seattle, but filmed in New York. <laughs> That's what he thought maybe the, the metric was, just always in L.A., but once in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else do we have to go by? The books, the books don't show much. When I went to Los Angeles a couple years ago, this random dude asked me if I wanted to go to his mansion in Seattle, and I was like, no. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. He was like the king of Amazon.com or something. Wow. wow. I bet that was like a huge mansion. You Probably. I didn't go because I was like, that's so random. You know what I mean? Like, he seemed like a kind of like a weird character. Okay. Well, if he was weird, then you shouldn't have gone. But if he wasn't weird, you should have gone. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Hey, speaking of characters, fine. What do you think makes a character relatable? <laughs> what makes a character relatable? I suppose, I suppose a good... F- Strong family foundation, uh, perhaps uh, a passion that drives them. Uh, sometimes a, a nice little uh, a dose of uh, a flaw 
Mm, that's good dose of a flaw you don't want them too flawed you don't say want a character that's i don't know so hoity-toity he couldn't connect with a rapidash ragged manchester physical therapist for instance you want him to be able to relate to the masses but also go with the upper crust are you talking about Frasier again? I could be talking about Frasier or Niles, to be honest. That's what's so diverse about the show. But, like, you also don't like a character who has no flaws. Because, like, I have pretty much no flaws. And people, especially men, are always saying, I don't get you. Wow. That is interesting. No flaws. Yeah. I'm pretty much perfect. Pretty much per- You know, they say nobody's perfect. Oh, there's nothing weird about me. I'm perfect. Good, good. (laughs) I just was wondering, since none of us have seen Frasier, um, if like maybe you could share some of your favorite moments from Frasier, because we, because like we just don't know any. Yeah, like I've just never seen it. It's like about old people. Great. Okay. Well, I guess in order, uh, season one, episode one, the good son. There's a delightful moment where Martin tells Frasier. Uh, that he'd like to bring his old ragged armchair, his ragged, dirty armchair into the, into the building. Wow. Fraser doesn't want to. Fraser says his apartment is eclectic, uh, and, co- uh, and, uh, contains very fancy, refined furniture, like an Eames chair or a Coco Chanel couch. And Martin argues, well, my chair is eclectic. <laughs> Can you believe it? Season one, episode two, Space Quest. There's a fascinating scene where Fraser wakes up in the morning and he can't get his coffee uh, because Daphne has uh, insanely put uh, eggshells in the coffee grounds. And, and Fraser wonders, where are my grounds? Hey, Daphne, where are my grounds? Ah, <laughs> uh, and Martin just has a day with him and he, he just can't find a single place to read his book. <laughs> wow, I mean, wow. I'm trying to find something that's kind of relatable about that. I mean, one time I walked in to my apartment and my neighbor's cat was licking its butthole on my chair and I threw away the chair. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking of. Like one time, um, one time I was like with Chab and he was like, I always have to walk on eggshells around you. And I was like, don't walk at all. Oh, yeah. That is super relatable, actually. That does remind me of what I imagine Frasier is kind of like. Yeah. Like, we love comedies. Do you follow? That are relatable. You with me? So, like, what about Frasier is, like, the most relatable in your own life, like, as a woman in 2016? Oh, that's a really good question. Thank you. I suppose uh, the quest for sense of self is quite relatable. Uh, mm, maybe. I don't know about that. Per- perhaps then uh, 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 a second relatable thing is uh, is uh, an ever-revolving door of relationships that sometimes a city provides. Mm, tell mm. me about it. Yeah, that one's I got good. stuck in a revolving door once. It was crazy. I just couldn't get out. I kept going around and around and around and around. That's literally happened to me, too, except for it was an elevator. Oh, my God. Just up and down and up and down. Yeah, and people kept getting on and off, but I somehow couldn't manage. <laughs> 
Oh my god. It was like so stressful because people were just like, just walk out. And I was like, if it was that easy, I would. Totally. So, okay. Wow. I guess maybe I should give this Frasier a try. I mean, it sounds like it's pretty parallel to my life. I'd say it's pretty parallel. Regardless of your situation, I would say it's pretty parallel to any of your lives. That's nuts. I mean, I just like, I guess I just like don't understand how you can't really watch any other TV shows. It just seems like you've only ever seen Frasier and you just have seen it a bunch. I guess I've never thought about it that way. How do you think about it? I think about it as I watch television and it happens to be Frasier. I don't ever feel I've omitted anything, though I've only seen Frasier. Never feels like there's much to omit. Right? I think they're like there's a lot of other a TV lot of other TV. If you're in a diamond cave and you see one diamond and the rest of it's all dirt, are those pieces of dirt things you've omitted? Oh, I hate dirt. Oh, I would no, never I like go would in a cave. Exactly. I also hate dirt. Dirt's bad. I think I get it. So I have a question. You've been married for a while and you're clearly like a hundred years old at least. And I guess what I'm wondering is what kind of marriage advice can you give to our listeners? Totally. Wow. Well, the way my spouse and I met was it was pretty wild. It's the stuff of love episodes. Uh, I was uh, down and out trying my best at getting a relationship uh, in my hometown and I just couldn't find anybody I really related to. So um, one day I sought the help of um, an online dating service and uh, back then uh, wasn't, I'm calling it online for, for everybody at home but it's really, it was an in-person catalog. <laughs> an in-person catalog of faces that I had to flip through. An in-person an in- catalog a face of faces. Sure. Okay. I went into a room and I looked through a binder of faces of people with personality traits. Okay. And I had to choose from. I went through and I flipped and I thought, no, none of these fellows are for me. I went on some wild and kooky dates. It was a, a montage of ridiculous dates, one more ridiculous than the next. Till finally I realized the man with the catalog in the office was the man for me. It's is this a Frasier episode? <laughs> it's a Frasier season. Season eleven. Oh, oh wow. wow. Life this, imitates th- art. This is how he meets the famous Laura Linney in season oh. eleven. Wow. Um, I mean, I guess we would just love to hear some more of your favorite Frasier moments, since yeah. that seems to be your expertise. Oh, well, I mean, it's hard to choose between children, but uh, I guess my next favorite moment of Frasier would be, uh, ah, yes, season one, episode three, when uh, Frasier and Niles decide to take Martin to the famed uh, Le Cigar Volant, oh, and wow. uh, only to... Uh, it's hilarious. Never get their reservation in time. And they have to go to the timber mill. Oh, no. Martin's favorite restaurant, which is a big steak free-for-all fuck fest where their ties get clipped at the door. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. That's nice. I guess my following favorite moment, ah, 
season one, episode four, when uh, Frasier encounters a famed critic, uh, Derek Mann's negative review in the Seattle newspaper and calls him out on his show. What a delightful little story. And a little nugget at the end, they have an off-screen fist fight. Can you imagine? Off-screen. Oh, off-screen fist fight. You know, tastefully done i'd say nowadays your game of thrones type shows which i've only read about in tweets they'd probably do something very vile and on screen yeah Yeah, definitely i love the game of thrones then i couldn't i'd be remiss to mention season one episode five where martin becomes smitten with woman across the way via telescope (laughs) what wow questionable it's incredibly fair point would never work in today's day but 1993 presented a different time Mm, I wouldn't know I was born in 2000 ah yes my daughter too and you know if I had to jump ahead say 150 episodes I would say season 8 was really the crux of Frasier for me that was the fat Daphne season where (laughs) fat Daphne season? Fat Daphne season. Now, you've heard of the phrase, uh, jumping the shark. No. Is that where you jump over a shark? Yes. Because I have done that. It is when you jump over a shark. I'm unfamiliar of any other attachment to the phrase. But uh, some people regard Fat Daphne season as a as a hitch in the Frasier universe. I, I, is this, I've heard of one episode where there's a dead shark on the beach. Is this it? <laughs> dead shark it's a dead seal it's a dead seal <laughs> it's a it's a dead seal that they cover in maris's negligee yeah that's so sad because i feel like when you really tried i really tried i Abs- really thought it was a shark it's- i really thought i knew it's a seal and like they're at someone's nice house yes they're at a little beach house uh uh to host a, a lovely little soiree to impress Fraser's high society friends with a fancy chef who's very persnickety and will not cook with a dead seal outside a great stinking dead seal i mean that's comedy yeah wow that's amazing yeah thank you so much for sharing those moments that mm. were just chronologically every moment you could think of yeah didn't literally didn't notice Okay, we hope that you'll stick around and play a game with us, if that's okay. I love games. Okay, this game is called Trope or Nope. And we're going to give you like a common sitcom scenario, and you're going to tell if it's a trope or nope, you hate it. Terrific. Okay. Drinking wine. (laughs) Sherry, please. Is that a trope? Oh, yeah, trope. Okay, cool. Um, a classic will they won't they <laughs> Faye or Lana that's what I say so is that a job that's a job. oh yes trope um high school football player that has a lot more to offer uh n- no nope really I feel like that's something I've like seen a lot, a lot of shows, shows. Friday no. Night Lights Gly Oh yeah, Gly. <laughs> That's the That's show where totally they happens sign. in Gly. All right, let's see why. Like an old man who loves sitting in one particular chair. Mm. I mean, trope or nope, it's fantastic. <laughs> 
Okay, British and semi-British accents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is also fantastic. Similarly fantastic. It's a good trope. She's female, but she's also a lawyer. Oh, interesting. Hmm. You know, Terry Polo is female, and she played a lawyer in an episode of Frasier in a heated romance. Yes, trope. Ah, <laughs> um, okay. Competitive wifing. Competitive wifing. Hmm. You know, I will say trope. There's an episode of a show I've seen where uh, the main character hallucinates all his exes, which includes Lilith, Diane, and Nanny G, all in a cabin. Telling him everything that's wrong with him. Um, the Sprayshare? Yes. Wow. Oh, I was thinking of like wife swap, wife tap, please take my wife. Or Clay. Who's the my wife? Or also Clay. Um, okay, eight people pegged to live in a house to stop being polite and start getting real. <sighs> eight people eight is too many. Four maximum. Okay, so nope. No, No, too many. Like, what about like a long running spin off show? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But it's only, it's only good if the spin off itself becomes its own entity. It shouldn't be considered a spin off anymore. Okay. You know what I mean? I I literally do. That's for the first time, I literally do. What about cats? No. Not even like the musical cats where they're like, memories. Oh my God, Dakota, you can like sing for real. Thank you so much. I've never seen a live uh, piece of entertainment. Oh my That's God. That's completely shocking. You should go to see something live. Like I went to Coachella and I fell asleep on the first day and I didn't wake up until it was over, but it was awesome. That's so cool. Okay. And here's the last one. Um, episodes where there's a murder. One hundred percent, yes. I can seven come to mind. <laughs> seven, seven come to mind. An epi- seven shows or seven- sorry, seven episodes of one show. Oh, there's an episode where Niles is uh, uh, head of the board of his apartment, the Montana, collapses dead onto his floor. That's awful. Yes. There's an episode where Niles' wife, Maris, is accused of the murder of her lover via bow and arrow. Bow and arrow? Wow. wow this is, that's a lot. This show sounds really intense. It's very scary sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the show, Faye. You're welcome. I'm happy to share my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it was Honestly, mostly just one thought, which is Frasier rules, but thank you for doing it. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're right. Frasier does rule. <laughs> we might go watch it now, but probably, probably not. Um, okay, we were hoping you'd stick around for one last segment. It's called Spill It. And this is where we talk about the cool things we're up to. What are you up to, Dakota? Oh my gosh. So next week, I'll eat a bonfire on a roof of a newly constructed condo in Bushwick. Whoa, sounds cool. Yeah, it's going to be really amazing. 
Um, for me, Chab and I are going to be upstate picking apples and leaving there to rot until winter. Oh, so cute. Yeah. You guys always come up with the most romantic Dean ideas. I love it when we take an apple down, but then we're just like, ugh, no thanks. And then yeah. we just leave it on the floor. That's so cute. Yeah, thanks. What are you going to be up to, Faye? Oh, you know, I thought I might take a another stroll along Lot 52 at Paramount Studios. Just see what... What it's up to, you know. I haven't been in a week. Uh, that's where Fraser was shot. They uh, let you. They let you in. Just like walk around. Oh, I have to. I have to scale a fence, but I've got oh. thick conscious, so it works out. Uh, uh, and it's all good from there. Usually, I tweet at David Hyde Pierce from in there. See what he's up to. See if he tweets back. He's never tweeted back. Well, well best of luck with that. Hoping. Thank you. Any anything else you want to plug? Yes, uh, I. You know, shockingly, though I don't interact with the internet, I have a Kickstarter launching. Uh, wow, I love Kickstarter. One of my favorite channels. It's a it's a good channel, mm-hmm. yes. Good TV shows. Uh, it's launching in mid-October for a digital series called Hustle uh, about two ladies fighting the supervillains of unequal opportunity and racism. Wow. I've never that heard of those like super It has nothing to do with Frasier, but I love it. It sounds really good. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. Tune in next week where we all get taken three. This was Mouth Time with Reductress, written by Beth Newell, Sarah Papalardo, Nicole Silverberg, Anna Dressen, Jasmine Pierce, and Rachel Winitsky. Special thanks to our producer, Maria Spertolozzi, and our guest, Rega Shankar. Check out Reductress.com for more and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm.